All right, next up is right here. I'm going to talk about the uh, variable rate technologies. Back in 2010, I've been doing some work with Dr. Tavana, and she wanted to try it. Uh, try to uh, do some sampling with the uh, green seekers. She was kind of familiar with doing with the sensors, putting out variable rate nitrogen. And I had been doing some. Uh, Bevel rate uh, lime and potash, and I saw it was a big savings. So we tried it, and in the test, two things we learned in the test was we did some strips. We did zero all the way up to 140 units. And for once, you do need some nitrogen in planking. Even though we started putting nitrogen in stubble, you could always go back and find them rows where we didn't put no, no uh, fertilizer in the, in the planking. And another thing was, through the whole crop cycle, the 60 units did the best. So it didn't, I mean, every year is different. You ain't going to have to put as much as you need. And with the price uh, the way it is right now, you, you need to cut back where you can. You don't want to hurt your crop or hurt your yields, but you need to, uh, don't put no more than what you need. Back in, and in every year we've been working with it, we're doing more and more testing with it. And every year I do a little bit more and a little bit more. In 2018, I did this particular field and, and ended up doing 60 to 65 units. And I made over 10,000 pounds of sugar in it. So it, it really didn't hurt cutting back on the, on the nitrogen. 2019, we got into uh, LSU, got a, a grant from the Patrick F. Taylor Project, which is uh, demonstrate best, best management practices. And part of the project was the, uh, the green seeker where it was cut back on nitrogen. And every year is different. I mean, uh, this past year on the project, it averaged, what, back in 2019, I did my whole farm on, with the green seeker, and it ended up, I averaged 77 units through the whole farm. Now that some places took more, some places took less, but that was the average. This past year, this year, we did the Taylor project with it and it averaged 104 units through the whole Taylor project. But some places only took 70 or 80 and some of it took more. So it puts it where it needs it. It's just like the uh, variable rate lime, it will put the lime where it needs it. If it needs a ton, it will put a ton. If it don't need it, it won't. Instead of just grid sampling, I mean doing a sample and using it for 20 acres where it don't need it. <clears throat> and the, the way it works is, Early spring, as soon as I can get back in the field, I'll, I'll put some inward strips, which I put 120 units, which should be the maximum needed to make the crop. And you wait at least three weeks, or when you're ready to start fertilizing, we uh, I'll pass the sensors over where I put the inward strips and where I didn't, and it, it'll give me some algorithms that I'll punch into the computer, which is the monitor, a Trimble monitor, just like everybody has for their RTK and stuff. And is the, pretty much the brains of it. And the sensors, we're gonna read, this shoots the infrared light down, and the reflection off of that light determines how much nitrogen is needed, according to the algorithms that the, the computer has in it. And once the computer gets the reading, it'll send the signal to the flow, which is a Raven flow system, and it'll put out where it needs. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable from one end to the field to the other how much it varies. I mean, you could, some places is put out 60, some places are they even put out 100, 110. So there's all kind of uh, 
ways to, to try it and see where you could cut back where you can, where it won't hurt your yields. The other thing was the, uh, the yield monitor, as far as on the, on the harvesters. I had a yield monitor on my machine and <clears throat> it had real good results with it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good tool to have where you can go back and look at data. You don't have to look at it at that particular time. And what it does is you can go back and see where you, you're having issues where you could go back and see what's the problem. <clears throat> or you can do testing. I mean, just because you're putting 100, 100 110, 120 units, <clears throat> leave out a field, put 60 or 70, and you go back and see if you if it if you hurt your yields, <clears throat> if you wasted fertilizer or you didn't. And it, that's a good tool to have where you could, uh, with the yield monitor, you go back and check to see exactly how you, what kind of results you're getting from from the data that you will collect. <clears throat> Anybody have any questions about? I know I went over it quick with the uh, the sensors. Keith, does cloud cover have an effect on, on the way that? It does not. It I know. I mean, I'm not familiar with the drones, but people say you gotta fly them when it's clear day. You can have a cloudy day where it'll reflect the imagery. With this, I mean, I could do it at night. Once I have them reading, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll do it at right. It, it shoots that infrared light in the reflection. The NDVI reflection, it, it determines how much nitrogen is needed <clears throat> according to the algorithm that we, you know, we put in it. <clears throat> and what I do, once I get the readings, I'll send them to Brenda, and then a minute later, she will send me back the algorithm that I put into the computer, into the monitor, and I just go from there. You leave it on automatic, and you go. <clears throat> on that field that I did, 60, 65 units, I mean, I was nervous. Just I could see what it was putting out, and it was some good cane, I thought, Man, it, I'd have put at least 100 or 110, but I left it, and it ended up working out. It, it really didn't hurt. Anybody else? Brenda?